0: there. This is the Psychology Report and uh, it's good to have you with me again today. I um, would like to invite you to uh, continue to listen on a regular basis and uh, make this part of your listening week. I, uh, As you know, I do a different topic about four days a week, so keep in tune. But I also would invite you to consider being a sponsor to my uh, podcast, but also to my radio, um, pardon pardon me, my uh, television program, which is on Saturday morning at 10 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So it's one hour on parenting, and uh, we'll make up an ad and uh, let you be part of the sponsorship of these programs. Um, You can either be a sponsor yourself, your company, your business, or you could uh, just uh, pay the fee for a a non-profit organization, a charity organization, to be uh, the ad uh, for a month or two. So, uh, let me know if you're interested in looking at that possibility. Now, we're almost at 5,000 listeners, and you're part of that. So, you're very important to me, and I appreciate your tuning in. So, um, let's take a look at today's topic, race. Interracial relationships in America. You know, it was just uh, 50 years ago this year that the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that interracial marriages was legal throughout the entire United States. It's hard to imagine that because you almost think that interracial marriages doesn't have to become a legal matter, but uh, it apparently was. And the United States Supreme Court clarified that, indicate that it certainly was an open issue and people from different races could marry each other without any reprisal. Well, people have done that. Racial marriages have increased over time. Uh, however, many have a great deal of difficulty re- you know, relative to the acceptance level of the community and of their neighborhood. And uh, it's getting better. So let's take a look at some of the uh, statistics uh, if you want to take a look at it this way. Today, about 1 out of 10 marriages are interracial. So it's about 10%. But uh, 50 years ago, when this law came into effect, 3% of those being married were interracial. 3%. So we have really increased the number of interracial marriages by a significant number, but then if you look at the um, specific races and their interracial marriage pattern, uh, you see a very interesting uh, dynamic and a very interesting trend. This was discovered by a social science institute at the Cornell University in the east, but um, here's what they found. That Asians, and this is in two thousand fifteen, just a little over a year ago. Asians intermarried about thirty percent of the time. They would you now that'd be Koreans, Japanese, Chinese, you know, and so on. Uh, about a thirty percent intermarriage of a different race. So that's a, that's a significant number. Uh, so they are leading the pack when it comes to looking at marriage from an interracial point of view. Next is the Hispanics. Uh, About 25 to 27 percent. So it's not much different, but just a little bit less. Where the Hispanics are marrying people who are non-Hispanics. What about blacks? What do you think it is? Well, it's about, it's really being led by the Asians, followed by the Hispanics, followed by the blacks, and then followed by the whites. So we see this kind of pattern uh, emerging across the United States of interracial marriage. Now, what does that mean? Well, I think here's the deal. The uh, degree of interracial marriages, no matter what races are involved, is an index, is a good index, of the degree in which America is racially tolerant, racially open racially welcoming, you see, because you don't have to be married. That's a voluntary activity. So when you, in a voluntary way, marry somebody of a different race, you're basically saying that I have a great degree of tolerance and appreciation and respect and acceptance of people of another race. So that says that America is moving in the uh, tolerant direction uh, racially, interracially. And we are becoming more of an open society than has ever been the case when you look back at it 50 years. Now, that's a lot of time, but it's gaining momentum in recent years, and we're seeing more and more people marrying people of a different race. So, America is becoming more tolerant. America is becoming more racially open and racially favorable, interracially favorable, if you will. Now, the other thing is, what about a church? You know, that's another voluntary activity. You don't have to go to church. You do that voluntarily. So it's another index, I think, of the degree to which America is tolerant of people of other races, accepting of people of other races, inclusive, uh, being appreciative and being open and being welcoming of people of another race. Yet America churches still remain the most segregated population of people on Sunday morning. We still do not have a church that is integrated uh, of different races. Now, it's true that black people attend white people's churches. Whites don't attend black churches. It's true that people who are Hispanic go to churches that are primarily white. It's true that Asians go to church that is primarily white. I mean, we do have a great deal of interaction. of people going to church And sitting next to somebody of a different race, that's sitting in the pew, and then getting up and leaving and going home. That we have, but here's what we don't have, and this is the measure, okay? We don't have churches being run by boards of directors that are mixed races. If it's a white church, the board is white. If it's a black church, the board is black, you see? If, the, if it's a white church, the pastor is white. If the, it's a black church, the pastor is black. We don't have that kind of racial integration when it comes to leadership of a church, the management of the church, and the teaching of the church. We are still of one or another racial orientation. So we are not, in that regard, racially integrated. Uh, There's much more integration on a personal level when it comes like to marriage. That's a personal kind of a thing. Two people coming together, two families coming together. That we can see a a trend towards increased uh, interracial activity and appreciation and tolerance. But when it comes to church, we don't see the movement of people from different races coming together and doing church together. You know, they, they sit there, they sit there next to each other, they smile, they say hello, and then they go their way. But they, have, they are not part of the same relationship groups, the small groups of a church, the leadership of a church, the, uh, the interactional patterns that take place in a church. That's still pretty much dictated by the race of that particular church and the historic race of that church. So we have a long way to go. But at the one hand, it's encouraging to see racial integration take place and be on the increase. We see that. That's encouraging. And the church could be much more uh, of a leader in this area. They could do more. They could open the doors a little bit more. They could be more welcoming. They could be more inclusive. They could look for people in the congregation that are of a different race and, and include them in the leadership levels of the church and in the teaching levels of the church. Uh, but that requires trust. You know, that requires getting to know each other better and deeper. And there needs to be that sense of coming together. And those of one race must meet those of another race and come together and be part of one body known as the church. So I think we are making progress. We have a lot of difference. We have a long way to go. We are very different yet in our church population and in our general community population. And I think if you look at community living arrangements, that's another voluntary activity. You don't have to live one place or another. But we're seeing obviously more and more communities being integrated, people of different races living within the community in which you live, on the block in the street, in which you where you live. That is that is increasing. So we're seeing some increase in these are the indexes, these are the measures of the degree to which America is interracial. And uh, you can take a look at it in your own sphere of influence. At work, in your neighborhood, in your block where you live, your apartment building where you live, the church you attend, the people you know in terms of whether they're married and whether they're interracially married or not. Look at the degree to which your world is interracial. Look at the degree to which your world accepts people of another race and includes them at levels of leadership and levels of decision-making and levels of interaction and friendship. And when you can see that happening, you can have hope that America is becoming more racially tolerant, more racially inclusive than what it has been in the past. We're just 50 years into this thing, but uh, you can see the long period of time that it takes a group of people to open their lives, open their homes, open their churches, open their personal lives, and bring people of another race into their life. That's we have a long way to go, and we've been at it for a long time. So do your part. Look around. Study it. And then take a step forward and meet people of a different race and integrate with them and become knowledgeable of them, become friendly and become interactive you know, with them, and include them in some of the activities that you do in your home or you do in your neighborhood or you do in your church or wherever it might be. Okay, now let me just say this, Uh, one of the sponsors of my television program on Saturday morning, 10 o'clock, is the Pompeii Foundation, United Pompeii Foundation, and they as well sponsor this podcast. Now, what is Pompeii, P-O-M-P-E, Pompeii disease, generally children, their body doesn't produce the right amount of sugar, and the muscles of the entire body become very weak. Muscles of the face, muscles of the arm, muscles of the grasp, you know, muscles of the uh, mid-body, the muscles that support the lung, the muscles that support the facial uh, uh, and hand strength, all these muscles are affected and they are weaker. And these children, may, many don't make it into adulthood, but many do, require a particular medication that their body does not produce. It's a very expensive medication. You would be astounded by how much money that costs these families and costs the government to provide this medication to this small group of people who have Pompe disease. And the United Pompe Foundation has been put together as a way to raise funds and to raise money so that children and families who do not have funds to buy this medication or to support the cost of getting the patient to a place where medication can be provided, that cost is great. So they have monies and they have support services and they have help and educational services to these families and to the general public. So, UnitedPompeyFoundation.com. Look it up in the uh, website and uh, look at the website, read a little bit about it, become educated in it. And I, one last thing I want you to do send them some bucks. Send them some money. Their address is right there. Look at their website. The United Pompeii Foundation, P-O-M-P-E Foundation. Look it up, get their address, send them a check. That would be very helpful to these families that are struggling with a disease that is very rare, but very devastating. And um, this is your opportunity to be part of a you know, solution. Okay? Now, let me give you a quote just to kind of wrap things up today. Somebody has said that if you run fast, you must run alone. But if you want to run far, run together with someone else. And that's what it is in the area of racial integration. If our country is going to run far, we have to run together. We have to come together. We have to integrate together. We have to share together. We have to include each other. We have to greet each other, we have to talk to each other, we have to walk the path with each other, and eventually we need to run together, because we'll run further together than we run alone. Hey, good to have you with me today, Uh, this is the uh, Psychology Report, and uh, I appreciate you being part of my regular audience, and bye for now.